The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, the owner and chief honesty officer at Acunet Mortgage, also the owner and licensed real estate broker at Acunet Realty Advisors. I'm here this morning, as usual, with Chief Millennial Loan Consultant, my son, David Wickert. Good morning, David. Good morning, Dad. If you've got a question or comment, you can call us or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line, which is 414 seven nine nine one six twenty quiet week in the mortgage business yeah, this week. yeah you're lying uh the uh widely publicized drop in mortgage rates has caused a flood of inquiries at academic mortgage and probably most other mortgage lenders in the country we had to replace the bushings on the blue button on wednesday because it had been clicked so many times the bushings yeah those are like the things that absorb the clicking oh okay. and i'm making that up there okay. are no bush but if you, I, okay. yeah a bushing okay anyway freddie mac's weekly survey which comes out each thursday and then is widely republished by news outlets across the country who don't bother to publish anything other than the rate yeah, you know they'd be details get in the way of a good story. Oh yeah, they never show what are the lenders charging to get that average rate. Well, uh, it showed a three point six percent rate on a thirty year. If you were willing to pay point six in points, which on a two hundred thousand dollar loans is twelve hundred dollars to the lender, so that's in addition to appraisal, title, closing, whatever else you know is charged. Yeah, and what I mentioned to Libby before the show started. That information is collected on Tuesday when we were at the height of the stock market plunging and, you know, chest clutching. And, yes. oh, my God, the Chinese are devaluing the yuan and uh, yuan. Is it yes, the yuan? the yuan. Okay. And uh, so, actually, from Tuesday through Friday, mortgage rates got slightly worse. It's kind of like reporting what the price of gas was on Tuesday. Or how's it when about the stock filling... market? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Hey, on Thursday, we're going to tell you what the stocks, what the Dow did on Tuesday. Yeah. And then we're going to pretend that that's steady for the week. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, well. By the end of the week, low overhead Acunet could offer a 3.625 30-year fixed rate with eight-tenths of a point okay. instead of the 0.6 average from the previous Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, that's on a $200,000 loan with 25% equity and all the other right stuff. So the APR would be 3.72 if you took that deal. Now, not that it matters a heck of a lot, but if you want to just be smarter than the average bear, mortgage rates are down not because of the Federal Reserve mm -mm. cut in rates. It's down because of President Trump's uh tariff, additional threat on tariffs to go in effect on September 1st. Yes. So that's a tariff, a proposed tariff or threatened tariff of 10% on $300 billion of consumer goods. In addition to what's already been Yeah, the 25% tariff. Now, as we were talking before the show, uh, Trump had threatened additional tariffs back in the spring before he met with President Xi of China. Yes. And then he said, oh, well, let's forego or forestall those additional tariffs after he met with Xi. So the risk right now would be, in my opinion, if between now and September 1, President Trump pulls back on that and says, oh, you're welcome back to the negotiating table. Because right now rates are low due to that threat and yes. the fact that China 
um, devalued its devalued currency. their currency. So if either of those threats goes away, theoretically, mortgage rates should go and, back up, and they'll likely snap back faster and harder than they get better. That's right. So and uh, the bottom line is rates are fabulous. The Fed rate cut did, and will result in the rate. Um, dropping on your home equity line of credit because uh, the Fed funds rate is goes in lockstep with the prime rate, David. And it's our, a, any future Fed rate cut is already baked into interest rates as well because 85% of the market thinks they're going to do another cut in September. Okay. So that's already again, baked in. There's no waiting for there this to happen. There is no benefit to waiting is our, our theme of this segment. Um, so the point is, though, if you're paying five and a quarter on your home equity line rate and you've got a four percent rate on your first mortgage, well, we can probably weld those together on a new rate with both of them that starts with a three. Yeah. Why not give it a look? And we're happy to do that for you. Hey, we've had a lot of people uh, talk about uh, click on the blue button and say, hey. I think I want to go to a 15-year. So got a nice email from, or she clicked on the blue button, actually, Val, a customer who we helped back in 2016, cozy into a nice 3.625 rate on a 30-year fixed. Wow. And so she's saying, I think I want to switch to a 15-year. So David and I tag-teamed on that and got back to her and said, well, you know, if you uh, wanted to do that, and she has a relatively modest loan balance. I think mm -hmm. it's down to about 139000 Okay. Your payment would go up about $307, which was shocking to her, right? Because you think, hey, if I lower my rate from 3625 and I was saying, if, if you wanted to pay the points to get a 2.99 really sexy-sounding 15-year fixed, yeah. hey, your mortgage payment's going to go up almost 50%. Yes. Uh, to which she said, no thanks, because I said, so I, I doubt if you want to do that, Val. Why don't you just sit tight and enjoy your 3625 rate? And if it gets so low that we can actually reduce your payment, because she's retired. She doesn't want her mortgage payment to go up. Right. Right? So um, as my as I had said to Val, independent of you, I said, you can always pay your mortgage faster. You can treat it like a 15-year. That's right. But you can't pay it slower. That's right. That's and, called foreclosure. If correct. you decide, hey, I want to cut back on my 15-year payments here. <laughs> well, but that's a real thing. She's retired. It's like, hey, if you've got the money and you want to pay faster, do it. That's right. But you're not strapped in. So let's talk. When we come back from this first break, I'll just give you one more example of somebody who is in the money to refinance. Um, we had done their loan in 2018 to combine a first mortgage and home equity line okay. at the then fabulous rate of 4.875. No costs, yeah. no loan costs. We took that option. Then we lowered their rate to four and a quarter earlier this year again on a 20-year fix. And now when we come back, I'll tell you what options I presented and what I think they should do. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right, so we're talking just how doggone fabulously low rates are right now. And by the way, back in December, all the best minds in interest rate and economic forecasting were calling for the 30-year mortgage rate to be at about 4.9% right now. Mm -hmm. Well, they were wrong. Proving nobody knows anything. That's right. And uh, so we're in the threes, and that's fabulous. So, um, so we're talking about a 62-year-old repeat customer of ours who uh, we helped in 2018 consolidate a first mortgage and second mortgage on a 20-year fix at 4.875 with no loan costs. At the time that you did the new 20-year, was yeah. that kind of where they were 
on the mortgage that they already had, or had they was was this shortening up to begin with? I think that uh, the you know, the loan prior to that was a thirty year, and they were of the mindset, which is exactly what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Hey, we want to pay off our loan faster. Okay, we don't mind the higher payment. Okay, okay, so. That's what they they chose to do that. Um, Then we were able to lower their rate from 4875 down to four and a quarter. Again, we went with a no loan cost option. And we will always present to any one of our customers, whether they're buying or refinancing, hey, do you want to pay some extra money up front called points to get this even lower rate? Would you just like to pay our normal loan costs, which are $1,188? That's for the actual hard cost of getting a loan, typically at Acunet. Appraisal, title uh, update, closing, credit report. There's only four things that we charge for. We don't charge any $995 lender processing fee or underwriting fee or any of the other junk fees, I call them. And um, and, and so now, here with the rates dropping, uh, I said, I happened to catch them at the very low on Tuesday. Oh. And I just kind of automatically did it. I just Because I know the customer really well. And so then I emailed him and said, Hey, I nabbed you your choice of three six two five with a thousand dollars in closing costs on a new twenty year. That'll lower your payment eighty eight bucks. That's a thousand dollar raise. Yeah, over the course of a year. Or would you like three point seven five on the twenty year? Yeah, that'll lower your payment seventy nine bucks. Or would you like to perhaps consider going back to a thirty year at three point eight seven five with no loan cost? And that will lower your payment $346 a month. And I said, you know, you're 62. Maybe you're going to retire when you're 65 or 66. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be great to have the option, what we were just talking about before the break. The flexibility. The flexibility to have a payment that's $346 less in retirement than what you're paying now while you're working. That's called cash flow improvement. Yeah. And by the way, if that just is repugnant to you, as you were mentioning earlier, David, yes. go ahead and keep paying it like a 20 and knock yourself out, pay it like a 15 while you're still working if you want to. Yeah. But then you have the option of dropping back Correct. to this much lower payment. So they are thinking about it. We sent out the documentation based on the 30-year. And by the way, in this particular case, don't need an appraisal because we get the fabulous Fannie Mae property inspection waiver that says, hey, we believe the our computer agrees with the value that you estimated the property at. So it's literally a no-brainer Slam for these dunk. folks. And yeah. when I have this conversation with folks, I admit my own bias. It's like, hey, I'm the son of a mortgage banker, so improving cash flow, paying, you know, so that I can go leverage that money I'm saving every month to go do absolutely anything else. Yeah. That's what I would do, but I'm not you. Right. person on the phone. And frankly, you know, for anybody approaching retirement age, I mean, some people, oh, I want to get that mortgage paid off. It's like, no, put the money in a retirement account. Yeah. Because when you're retired, the equity in your home, unless you have it fully paid off, does you absolutely know. Even that. if you do have it fully paid off, it's dead money. I mean, well, right. it, it improves your cash flow. Correct. If you were to pay off your mortgage entirely. Yeah. But we've done the math so many times it hurts. Uh, you know, even if you take a 15-year, uh, uh, you know, you take the money you were going to use to reduce the principal balance, stick it in a shoebox, yeah. and you can literally make the payments for a long time. Maybe I'll do that calculation during the next break. Um, anyway, when we come back, we have the home sale numbers um, year-to-date for the 
top 10 counties in Wisconsin. So let's see if you know what the top 10 most populated counties are in the great state of Wisconsin. And then we also have it uh, for July for the five-county metro Milwaukee area. So we'll give you a little look at the market when we come back. You're listening to the Accurate Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Remember, if you've got a question or comment, you can chime in on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. All right, David, I quizzed you before we got on the air, and you did pretty well. Top 10 most populous uh, Wisconsin counties, and I'm going to tell you whether... Uh, home sales are up or down year-to-date through June. These numbers are from the Wisconsin Realtors Association, so they only have their numbers updated through June. All right, number one county. Milwaukee. With a population of 948,000, uh, home sales are down 4.5% year-to-date. And that's, by the way, a combination in these numbers of single-family detached condos and townhomes. Most Wa- popular county number two. Waukesha. Nope. A Dane County. Really? Yeah, 542,000. By like a nose? None. Oh, okay. By a lot. I'll okay. do, well, I'll give you. Number three is Waukesha County at 403,000. Oh, right. So $139,000 uh, person. People. Difference between those two. Dane County home sales are down 3.47% year to date through June. Waukesha County, number third most populous county. Surprisingly, home sales are up 1.4%. Year to date, and I'm just wondering if those are any new construction homes that are being sold by realtors, because there are some spec homes, yeah, you know, that are new construction that gets them. But anyway, yeah. uh, number four, Brown County. That's right, home of the Wisconsin's football team that we can't say the name of. Uh, home sales number of home sales down 4.5 percent. By the way, that county's population is 264,000. Then in number five spot, uh, Racine. Correct. 196,500 humans allegedly live there, and home sales are flat, probably hmm. because of that Foxconn thing. Maybe. Okay, number six and seven are up there in the Fox Valley, Outagamie oh. County and Winnebago. So they're 187,000 people and 171 respectively. If you combine them together, I guess they'd be the fourth largest if you know mm-hmm. if they were one but they're not out of gamey county up 1.4 percent i don't know what's going on in winnebago county but uh, their home sales are down 15 percent compared to 2018 for the first six months then rounding it out you got kenosha is the eighth largest county by population at 169,000. Their home sales are down 2%. Rock County, which is where? Janesville is. Yep, and Kevin Custer, one of our team members, lives. 163,000 population. They are flat on home sales. And the 10th largest county is Washington County. Uh, Home sales are down 7%. That's where the county seat is, West Bend, and they have a population of 135,000. So there you go. Impress your friends. If you can memorize the, the top, top 10. 10 most populous counties, um, when you get down to the five-county Milwaukee area, uh, single-family detached home sales, so now we're separating um, condos from single-family, uh, single-family detached, those home sales were up in July uh, by 2.7%, 51 more Homes changed hands compared to July of 2018. So the total number of buyers and sellers for single-family detached were 1,955. The median sales price was 240,000, a mere 1.3% higher than the median sales price a year earlier. 240. Now, if I wanted to write a sensational headline, true but misleading, 
I could truthfully say that median sales prices plummeted 6% in July. <laughs> if I compared it to June, that's a $15,000 drop. Yeah. But as I kind of tricked you, oh, by the way, oh, oh, median sales price in July versus January, up 21%. Hmm. Ah, that means there's, there's seasonality in home in prices. Home prices. Hmm. So they, if you look at uh, Five County, Milwaukee area, and probably all of Wisconsin, it's the lowest in January and February. It peaks out in June. Prices get bid up yeah. in summertime. It's kind of like a, a head and shoulders thing. Hmm. Yeah. So just a weird things. So. Anyway, median price in July was two forty. Um, so far this year, though, the good news is the number of homes listed for sale uh, is up. Uh, we had a one point five percent increase in single family detached home listings. So almost twenty three home twenty three hundred homes were listed in July. That's three hundred and fifty more than were sold. So we do That's have good. inventory growing a little bit. Uh, over in the condo side of the world, condo sales were down two percent which is just eight transactions. Yeah. Uh, the median sales price for a condo was 190000 That is up a whopping 12% from a year ago. And I always think it's more fair because of the seasonality to compare it year over year. Of course. Instead of the previous. Uh, new listings were, uh, what were they, up or down? Up 6.3%. So there are 475 condos that were listed in July. That's 101 more that were then which were sold. Hmm. So a little increase in inventory, but still tight as the lid on a pickle jar. When we come back after the news, I'm going to tell you, uh, give you an insight of a home shopper uh, looking to buy in the North Shore. Mm -hmm. uh, they're looking to buy a single family home between $250,000 and $300,000. And I'm going to tell you, how does the market look from their point of view? We'll give you that story after the news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. So uh, I want to come back with a story, uh, two stories perhaps, we'll, one in each of the upcoming segments here. This is a couple uh, where the husband owned before they were married a condo. They sold it. Uh, now they're living with uh, one of the relatives, one of the parents. Mm -hmm. And... And they could have buy the, we had them pre-approved so that if they wanted to buy the single family home. Their next house. Prior to selling the condo, they could have done that, but they chose not to, which is fine because they had an option. Yeah. Um, now, they were looking to buy in the North Shore area, Sherwood, Whitefish Bay, Fox Point, Glendale, in the 250000 to $300,000 price range. So uh, there are currently 28 active listings. Guess how many already have offers, Dave? All of them. 102%. 14 there's 14. So there were really, when they were writing offers last weekend, this occurred, there were really only 14 homes on the market. How many homes in the same price range and the same geography sold in July? The same? 13. Oh. So almost, I mean, literally a one-month supply of yeah. actual homes for sale. So wow. this means it's a tight market. Um, other interesting things. So I ran, oh, what about those 13 homes that sold in July? Only, I was surprised at this. Only two sold and closed for more than the asking price. Really? That was weird. Two sold at the asking price, which, of course, mean, meant nine sold under the asking price. Um, of those, five were cash offers, though. Five of 13 <laughs> were cash offers. That's 40%. Yikes. And three of the cash offers, much to my surprise, got 15% discounts on the asking price. So maybe these are 
older people selling homes in crummy condition? Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing. I didn't have time to look. Anyway, so when they contacted us on August 2nd, they were interested in a particular home listed at 270 And they're like, yeah, we think we're going to offer at the asking price. But we really, really love this home. So I quickly replied and said, you know, let me just show you how little payment difference there is between offering at their asking price of 270 And let mm. me show you at 275 Yeah. And and also at 280 So five grand more and ten grand more. And you'll you won't be surprised when I tell you this. And, and by the way, I, I held steady the amount of cash that they had to bring to closing in each of those scenarios. So in other words, I was lending them five grand more. Yeah. When I pushed the uh, purchase price up, and the difference in so monthly... that they weren't bringing five thousand more dollars to closing. Correct. They were bringing close to the same as yeah. if it was two seventy. I literally equalized it across cool. those. Drum roll, please. We got to have a sound effect machine. That's all good. Their payment. Uh, going from two seventy to two seventy five would go up twenty four bucks a month from sixteen oh eight one thousand six hundred and eight including taxes and insurance all the way up to sixteen thirty one so it's like do you want the house or not yeah okay now what are the other things David that a seller considers when they're looking at the offer in addition to price well relative to price is your appraisal contingency ah Right, appraisal contingency. What's another contingency that they look at? Well, the inspection contingency. Uh-huh. Okay, an inspection contingency. And the lever there is, are you or are you not giving the seller the right to cure defects? Mm-hmm. Okay, the appraisal contingency, either do you have one or don't you? Or are you giving me some wiggle room? What's another thing? Well, the right to cure defects related okay. to the inspection contingency. All right, what's near and dear to our heart? The financing uh-huh. contingency. Aha, the financing contingency. What about uh, that thing that rhymes with your grand your maternal grandfather's first name ernie 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 money earnest Ernest money. money more is better <laughs> okay so those are the four normal things and here's what they did to sweeten their offer so they did offer at the 275 good they waived their appraisal contingency uh, ah i'm not i'm not that is they of, have, they of have the money they have the money okay. and we could just lend them the extra money and this is all about they have a really good buyer's agent who i like mm-hmm. who's a real expert on the north shore and so it's a matter of hey you know how much of a risk are we taking here based on recent comparable closed sales so probably not that much oh so th- i got you. so their research made them comfortable Correct. i got you yeah they just didn't blindly do this they did this with the That's guidance good. of their very seasoned cool uh buyer's agent and uh, the home inspection, what I liked is they have one. Yeah, that's one I would never, even if you're pass paying cash, on. it's riskier. But they were able to deny the seller the right to cure, which is cool. Really? Yeah. Well, but here's why. Oh, earnest money. They put ten grand of earnest money. That that's impressive for this price range. Yes. Usually two, three, maybe five. So they kind of went big on the earnest money. Well, it's money. that good faith money. It's like, here, here if right. things go sideways, you could come yeah. scrape me for you this 10K. this hostage K. money. Yeah. But this is the first time I've ever seen this. They wrote a property tax in the property tax proration section. So the normal thing is, hey, at closing in September, yeah. uh, Mr. Seller, you're going to reimburse us for the property taxes through the date of closing. Yeah. Which in this case was like 4200 bucks. They wrote in. We'll take care of the whole tax bill for 2019. Wow. So that was $4,200 more bottom line money to the seller Mm -hmm. than a normal offer. So that was a novel uh, trick. And Shazam, 
they got their offer accepted. Boom. And we are off to the races. So that's a, a very happy story. All right. When we come back, we are going to talk about a condo shopper uh, facing the same kind of dilemma, trying to buy a condo in the 225 to 275 price range in Milwaukee County. And then I got to follow up on that closing that I had to call off uh, on July 31st. We'll give you an update on that. When we come back, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we're back and... uh, Got one similar story here. First-time home buyer who uh, we've been working with for several months and uh, works in the real estate industry for a relative and became licensed. Uh, and so what that did in his particular case was he went from being a W-2 employee to a being w- a 1099 independent contractor. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that for for a year, but he only shows about five months on his most recent tax return, which of course be 2018. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we thought, well, maybe we can get an exception because the normal thing, if you are quote self-employed, mm-hmm. which is you're not getting a W-2, you're getting something else, um, is that you have to have a two-year track record of being self-employed. Well, we oftentimes can get that waived if we have a year, but it's technically supposed to be a full year on your most recent tax return. So we went through that whole process and determined, no, we can't use any of his income. So thank goodness we did that before he went out writing offers. Yeah. Right? Because he could have easily assumed. Yeah, went and, on to... And we kind of had to go through this process because he sort of remembered while we were talking to him, you know what? I don't think I get a W-2. I get something else. It's like, oh my goodness. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um, so so that was one Wait, hurdle. you're telling me that some banks and credit unions don't do that documentation? Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, By not a some, I mean all. They, they do it, but they don't do it until you actually apply. So it's important that, you know, wherever you're getting your pre-approval, you want them to do a thorough job, not A, not withhold any information from them, but it's when we gather the documentation up front, just the same exact documentation as though we were approving your loan and you had an accepted offer. Mm-hmm. That's what you want your mortgage lender to do, and that's what Acunet does, and we back it up with a $2,000 guarantee that says, hey, if we goof up after we've got all your documentation, and if we made a mistake, man, we'll pay you 1000 bucks, Mr. Buyer, and more importantly, we'll pay the seller 1000 bucks because they relied on our pre-approval. We well, call that the rock-solid pre-approval. That is the rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval. Don't yes. leave out the guaranteed part. All right, so anyway, so this person now, we've determined we can't use his income, but luckily his family member is willing to co-sign, which is perfectly legitimate. Mm -hmm. They don't have to occupy the new house. This is what's called in our parlance a non-occupying co-borrower. So we're really relying on the income of the other person, uh, even though, you know, he's going to be the person occupying. And he's got quite a down payment as well. Yeah, Yeah, he does. Although in many cases, including his, he's better off putting less money down like 15 percent down but that's one of the tips we're giving he and his family member is write the offer showing 20 percent down why strength sellers like that more down payment is better in the eyes of the seller yeah right five percent is better than three three percent is better than zero ten is better than five etc uh but from from so he's all set with a rock solid pre-approval now with both he and his family member as the borrowers but here's the problem. He's looking in the 225 to 275 condo price range in the city of Milwaukee. 
Same exercise. Those things go like hotcakes. There are 28 allegedly for sale, but uh, 13 of them have offers. So there are really only 15 for sale. Yeah. And the number of sales in July was 12. Okay. So again, you have a one month supply. right around a one month supply. And so he hasn't found one that he wants yet because when, when the pickings are that slim, you know, and he's smart, he's in the real estate business and so is his, his mom, you know, some places you don't want to live in for whatever reason. Correct. Typically location, maybe it's on a busy street or the wrong floor or the view or, or maybe knows. the association isn't being run well either. Right. Right. That can be a problem as well. So just a kind of a, another situation. If you're looking for affordable homes, you are likely going to be in a multiple um, offer situation and you need to put your best foot forward. We happen to think we're really good at doing that and working with real estate agents to craft the offer, help quantify how it's not so bad to overpay. Correct. You know, even if, you know, you pay $5,000 more and you give the seller that wiggle room, you say, I'll still buy the house if it appraises for five grand less. Then you get the thing you want. That's right. Which is the house. And we can take the fear out of that. For sure. Uh, by showing you just how little that hurts. All right, uh, time for one more break. What are we going to talk about in that fourth segment, David? I want to talk about non-traditional credit. Okay, non-traditional credit. We do have a situation going on. Oh, and I can also talk uh, about one other thing. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, sometimes there are headaches when it comes to getting a loan, and we would like to make sure the headaches don't occur at the wrong time, but we have a situation going on right now on a purchase where we really, 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 really wish that the home buyer would have cooperated with us and gone down the road of a rock-solid fully verified and guaranteed credit because this is a situation where one of the buyers borrowers doesn't have a credit score. How does that happen, David? If you don't borrow any money. Yeah. You never yeah. You are a phantom you are to the financial world. So then what do we have to do? This is called non traditional credit. We have to document that credit score is a replacement for a hundred years ago when you would walk down the street and shake the hand of your banker because you went to church together and your, you know, kids go to school together. Yeah. Credit score is I don't know who you are, so how do I know that you pay things back on time? Yeah. So for this uh, fella, documenting other things that you pay on time, like maybe your cell phone bill or your uh, energy bill. Uh, yeah, so utility non- bill. Yes, things that don't report to the credit bureaus, but still show like, look, I but utility pay my bills, bills do report to the credit bureaus now. But the problem in his, this particular case is it's his significant other whose name is on the utility bill. Mm-hmm. His is not on there. And so there is absolutely nothing in his file that's being reported, you know, to Experian doesn't even know who he is. Hmm. They have nothing on him. Wow. Except maybe an address. They don't even have so a social security. Congrats number. to him. He doesn't owe money to anybody. Yeah, he is off the grid. Literally. But the, then what we have to do is document uh, two sources of credit that are not reported to the credit bureau. And luckily, in this case, the rent gets paid out of his checking account. So that's another problem is they're not married. And so we can only look at his accounts. They have no joint accounts. Hmm. And they don't have a joint bank account. They don't have any joint credit accounts. And so literally it's the rent and then his mobile phone bill. Mm -hmm. But we have a problem there because the rule is, hey, you can't have any more than one 30-day late uh, on either of those accounts. And it appears, 
and we're just crossing our finger that he was late in June of on the last of year? 2019. Of 2018. 2019. Oh. So that would be our one huh. late payment. Got it. But then he had what's called a rolling 30-day late for two years. Ugh. Right? So in other words, he was always one month behind for two years. So he's paying on time, but he always owed him one more than what he was paying. Yeah. So that is very... Da- and we got an accepted offer, and we're supposed to be closing, and this is a hot mess. Yeah. So this, folks, is why you want to go rock solid right away. Been very hard to get information out of them as well. So you want to get all the cards on the table before you go write an offer. Write an offer. All right. Um, one other thing to follow up on. We had the super rare instance right at the end of July where I had to walk into a closing and say, uh, we can't close your loan today. And literally the buyer and the seller were there. And that's because the seller prepares the deed to transfer ownership of the property. And the deed showed that, let's call it, three lots were being transferred. Mm-hmm. And the tax bill said five, that this parcel included five. It said, no, they got a match. And, well, it didn't match. You can't just transfer some of the property. Correct. And so we had to have an amendment done. We had to have title redone. And then it turns out, and this is so obscure that it has only happened twice in the 20-year history of Acunet Mortgage. When we ordered the appraisal, of course, we used the description from the tax parcel, which was all five lots. Mm -hmm. The appraiser completed the appraisal with all five lots. Turns out you cannot go back to an appraiser and say, hey, you know what, can you redo that same report but now amputate two of the five lots? Cannot do that. That's Hmm. called changing the scope of the appraisal assignment. And it is verboten, which is Deutsch for forbidden. Yes. In uh, in appraising, according to Fannie Mae. So now we had to call them up and say, oh, you know what, by the way, we need to get a new appraisal. Mm. And uh, so to make it easy for everyone to say yes and not blow up the deal, I volunteered to pay for the second appraisal, even though it is totally not Acunet's problem yeah. or fault. This all stems from the listing agent uh, not correctly describing the property in the multiple listing service system. Yeah. And anyway... But we're going to get that done. I bet you we'll have the appraisal back here this week, and hopefully we'll be on our way to a successful closing here in the not-too-distant future. One other story from last week is that I uh, stopped in at a closing for some retired folks who sold their Wautosa home and are buying a uh, new construction condo in Waukesha County. So first of all, the condo was not eligible for Fannie Mae financing because not all the units in the legal phase were built. So that's something that Fannie Mae wants to see. Hey, show us that all the units are built. So that was thing number one. Uh, We had to do a portfolio 15-year fixed rate loan. And the other thing was that they could have paid cash. They had enough money from the proceeds of the sale of their house, they could have paid cash. Don't do it. But their smart financial advisor said, you know, why don't you talk to the guys at Acunet Mortgage? Because, and what they ended up doing is they ended up borrowing 70% of the purchase price. Yeah. And then they're going to give all the leftover money to their financial advisor on the idea that over the next 15 years, he can earn a greater return on average than their three-point-something rate on their 15-year fixed. Yes. So rather than plunking down all the money at once, you know, on a 15-year fixed, 55% of your very first payment goes towards principal. They're dollar-cost averaging the payoff of their mortgage yeah. and letting their money work for them. Uh, so now the onus is on their financial advisor, and he's been earning them 8 or 9% per 
per year on average. So that is winning. That is called managing your finances like a bank. All right, that's all we've got for today's show. If you would like to get a no social security number required refi checkup or a very, very important and recommended rocks out guaranteed pre-approval to buy a home or a condo, please just click on the blue button at accunet.com. You've been listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.